link. I didn't. I didn't. Bam, we're live. I didn't send him a link. I sent him one. Yeah. You, you the man. Yeah, yeah. I sent it over to him. Also, just as a heads up, I have to run in an hour for a one-on-one at the gym. You the man. I'm gonna chill here. I hope. Back I hope. I hope you get. I hope you turn them. Sell them some steroids too while you're at it. Sell them <laughs> a pair of Nano two, some roids, and a fucking three-year plan at CrossFit Livermore. <laughs> Sousa, I, I finally figured out what's all fucked up. I don't know what took me so long. It's, it wasn't even my my plan to think about this this morning. But when I say um, black guy or when I say Mexican or when I say Armenian, people think about the way people look. Okay. So I was gonna. I was thinking about how um, how uh, Jews are m- m- more suited. It was going to be kind of funny, but kind of true. Remember that you know that doctor that we're trying to get on it that's going to talk about uh, identity and and we played a clip of hers the other day and she says size mm. doesn't matter. And she said that women are attracted to. I think she was specifically referring to women, but probably men too. But women are attracted to men with um uh based on their earning potential, meaning like how many. And, and I take that probably the same way you do not necessarily money although that's a huge factor but like how many fish you can bring home in a basket at the end of the day right mm-hmm. how good you are at repairing the roof if a hurricane's coming just all the things that i think of meaning survival but that's the crazy thing and so jews are good at picking that but they don't pick it based on the way you look and and there's no there's no cultural similarity that the average person could pick between a black man coming out of Chicago and a black man coming out of fucking Uganda or Nigeria. It has nothing. It's it's all culture. And this the the vast majority of the people in this country have it all fucked up. I, I'm gonna say all of them, except for me. And and, and you could by the end of the, like in the next two minutes, I'd be as smart as me. <laughs> awesome. It's just culture. It's just culture. So when I, if I were to say Mexicans are horrible at picking um, uh, mates based on their earning potential, people would think I was talking about cholos and cholitos. I'm not even talking about the way someone looks. I'm talking about the culture. If I said that um, uh, um, uh, uh, blacks were great at dancing, I'm not talking about blacks like people with melanated skin. I'm talking about black culture. But until we get the word straight, we're fucked. We because we because we live with idiots. <laughs> well, that's true. We, we just live with idiots. It's just it's just uh, it's fascinating to me. It's just it's just culture, and the vast majority the 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 perfect example is is you can't you cannot compare the culture of Armenians who were born and raised in L.A. to the, the culture of Armenians who uh, live in Armenia. They're totally different. And so culture they're totally more- different. The culture of L.A. has dominated the people, the, the Jews and Armenians and Mexicans of L.A. Uh, unfortunately, their culture is just fucked because just L.A. has such shitty culture. Los Angeles, California, just a bad place. So culture has more predictive value than race does. Uh, I mean, race has none. Zero. Zero. Because it changes uh, other the region. Other than the fact that people are trying to – the people of those races are stupid – enough to try to assimilate to the culture that suits their skin color. So like if you're like a, a you know, Mexican in LA, you, you, there's a certain, maybe like there's a certain process you take that that culture has. Like, so for Middle Eastern people, it's open a liquor store, you know, for Jews, it's open a jewelry store. Interesting. For a young black man, maybe I, I don't I fucking, uh, you'd either become a rap star or a basketball player. 
there it's just, it's just these cultural norms but it has nothing to do with their skin color not or, or anything you could flip the script you could take the blacks and make them jews and the jews blacks and all of a sudden jews will be ruling the nba and blacks will be fucking ruling liquor stores it's it's so it's it's there's nothing color related i mean all it's right. like duh savon everyone knows that but no one says it yeah everyone really still refers about. to it as the black guy or the jew guy or the mexican guy when it has nothing to do with it those are cultural it has nothing to do with the way you look and size does matter. <laughs> I mean, shit. Ended just to, every morning when I fucking print out the notes to the show, I have to stand on a chair, stare, chair, stare, chair. It's a stare and a chair. <laughs> Thank you. And um, uh, and I have to turn on the printer. And when I do that, I have to do like a a pistol up, assisted, and then a negative pistol down, and I have to push the button. And, and my whole life is at danger as a 50-year-old man. Every time the chair could tip over. If I was just six inches taller, four inches taller, I bet you I wouldn't have to do that. Still not needed. Still not needed. Seven, why did you put your printer up there? Well, fuck you. It's none of your business. It's my printer. I'll put it wherever the fuck I want. <laughs> You needed it up and out. At least, at least my job doesn't take me to the fucking Middle East. <laughs> at least I'm not fucking that unsafe. All I have to do is turn on the printer. Oh, hi, sorry. I didn't know you were here. That's my bad. Not very nice. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't cool. <laughs> uh, I have to fucking stand on a stool. I, I just have to stand on a stool every morning. Fuck, it's humid. Is it humid in Livermore today? No, it's actually what nice. Is, what is going on? It is so humid. It never gets humid it's in California. Hot. Caleb's like, and you're not allowed to complain about the weather when I'm on either. <laughs> is, that, is, that a reading, is that a reading rainbow shirt? He had to wear that. To, it's, uh, uh, it's that's, a reading rainbow. <laughs> that's military 9-11 issued. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> they ran out of those shirts, actually. Uh, this guy that we're, um, that's coming on the show today has done something pretty cool. He's built an Instagram account. Sorry. He's built a YouTube channel and he has a million subscribers. That's a lot of subscribers. Pretty uh it, it, pretty superficial way to view him, but but it's a but it's a solid metric. It's it's a great achievement. It's like it's like I, I, I do you think that that's equivalent in YouTube of making it to the Olympics? A million subscribers? Yeah, is it pretty? Is it like? Yeah, is, like is it pretty? percentage wise, like everybody who starts out making content, like who? Yeah, makes it to the it's pinnacle? not. You're not on the podium, but you you're fucking going to Barcelona. Yeah, you're, you're suiting up. It's pretty fucking cool. You could get the like you could get the Olympic tattoo if you're a jackass. What? What'd you say, Caleb? Shows up just to hang out. Is Caleb talking? <laughs> it like froze. Oh. Uh, Caleb, is that brown thing behind you new? What's going on? Something looks new. Did you guys yeah. upgrade your furniture? Definitely more furniture in there. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because we actually got rid of a bunch of furniture. Um, uh, oh, so shit got shuffled around. Yeah, there's some apples. That's about it. They got a Ikea over there, I think. <laughs> actually. <laughs> this one shop. There is. There is oh no! Is our is is our guy no showing us this morning? I really hope not. Everything was all systems ago. Maybe we had a time. Um, no, a time. No, because earlier he had said that. Uh, he he he. No, oh, he's, he's in Lo he's in Los Angeles. 
He reflected back the. Oh shit! Oh shit! Do you see Brian is saying that Tuesday needs to be a morning show? Oh shit! So Tuesday we have back to back shows. Wow. Mm -hmm. Hey, do you want your wedding to go smoothly? Or would you like someone to knock the cake over so you have a story? Would you like some like one of one of the parents to like shit their pants or like like your mom's like depends to be hanging out the back of her pants or or like you know what I mean like your uncle to get too drunk and fucking squeeze uh Grace's aunt's ass? I mean, do you want it, it yeah, seems like, so it seems so nice it seems so naive and, and rookie to want it to go smoothly. I I place zero expectation on that and I always think that something like that happened always makes for a better story than like a you know a night that goes off perfectly without a hinge. Yeah. But uh <laughs> it's just funny that you mentioned that because I feel like part of me also wants it to go smoothly so I don't have to like pick up any of the pieces, you know what I mean? I went to a wedding one time and the guy the the um the guy it was actually Tony Budding's wedding the former media director executive media executive media director at CrossFit Inc it was a big wedding it was a sleepover wedding at a campground in Guerneville on a oh, wow. river yeah it was dope uh and um they the the guy who does the will you take this dude to marry this chick and only officiate for the rest of her life. Yeah. Officiation dude. Um, he said Tony's name wrong three times and it became clear that he had <laughs> like Alzheimer's or something. Yeah. It became clear that something was wrong with him. <laughs> oh, it is without a hinge. I don't know. Without a hinge, without a hiccup. I, this is the first time I've, I've I, I didn't, didn't talk. I've been awake for 66 minutes and I, and I'm, and I'm, this is the first time I'm talking. <laughs> My mouth is just warming up. He was saying that about me. I said that, that without a hinge. We all know. Um, uh, yeah, without it, without a hiccup, without a hinge. Yeah, well, we've already had quite a few, quite a few of them because the restaurant we were originally going to have a a little welcome reception at called us and said they permanently closed. Oh, so that was cool. And then some transportation company that we had was like, oh, by the way, even though we gave you the quote and kept moving everything along, like it was there, we actually don't service that area. So then that oh shit, so then that fell through. But we got going to be 112 days. degrees, and none of our cars. Gavin Newsom said none of our cars are allowed to turn on their AC as he's in a jacket inside. <laughs> Caleb, have you seen that at all? What about having to shut off your electricity in California? Yeah, but Newsom's in a jacket, like inside, while it's at the the craziest heat wave in the area. It's shut funny how up. we need to yeah watch with our AC, and he's like in a jacket. Players. I need to see this. Uh, Sevon, are you going to the wedding? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. He got an invite. I, I cannot. It's a. I cannot. I, I, I had. I can't put things on my calendar. You can't ask me that. But I do have a really nice Armani suit that I'm thinking about, like not eating for a couple of days before the wedding, so I can get into it. <laughs> like a really nice suit. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I flew from I flew from New Zealand. I was going from New Zealand to I should tell this whole story. It's actually pretty fucking funny. I flew from New Zealand to Hawaii and I was going with Greg. We had an affiliate gathering in New Zealand. And when we got to uh, we had to fly through Australia and it was so fucking weird because the the airline we flew on didn't have some sort of partnership agreement with 
the country of Australia. So none of the passengers there were allowed to get off the plane or were allowed to in the airport. They had to stay in a certain area. They couldn't go to other parts of the area because that would mean that you were actually in the country of Australia. It it was weird. I forget Mm -hmm. the actual, but our luggage went the wrong way and they demanded that we went and got our luggage to get it back on our flight. But we couldn't go to that part of the airport because our airline didn't have a fucking deal with fucking Australia. So, During all this debacle, they told us we had missed our flight, but we could still see our plane. And like Greg, sitting there? Yeah. And Greg <laughs> told the people that him and I were cardiac surgeons racing to do a heart transplant. And he used all his fancy big words and fucking explained it to the people, and they put us on the plane. They opened the plane <laughs> back up and put us on. A true story. It was fucking gangster. That's cool. It was so gangster. <laughs> and and then we got to Hawaii and, and they said they had no idea where our luggage w- w- was so Greg took me to uh, Nordstrom's and said I could get whatever I want and like the scumbag that I am I threw in an Armani suit even <laughs> 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 I swear this whole story is true. <laughs> Not just some shorts and a t-shirt. Oh my goodness! <laughs> an Armani suit. Oh, <laughs> whatever you like, you got it. Let's head to the suit section. <laughs> oh, uh, what a what a great story! I've made eight minutes in this show before dropping glasses. I don't drop anything, by the way. Those of you who are like, I'm dropping my new clothing today. A, a new podcast dropped. It, it, those of you who use the word dropped your tools. That's it's just like, shut up. Mercy Unless dropped. you're fucking Jay-Z, you don't use the word drop. Drop. That's cultural appropriation, Jeff. Only black guys can use that word. Drop. Okay, I sent him another text. I'm just going to sit here and wait until he comes. I was going to ask you about the jiu-jitsu tournament. Oh, man. Uh Uh-oh. I'm glad. It it went really well. I'll say that. I'm really, really happy how it went down. Okay. Uh, A shitload of good competitors. The first kid that Avi went again, I found this. Someone told me this after the tournament. The first kid that Avi went again, uh, again, again, the first kid that Avi went against. Hey, Jeff, and you should start counting how long before I say my kids' names, too. (laughs) um the the first kid avi went against was the whatever junior pan-american champion at his age and he armbarred avi in 20 seconds and then he armbarred the next kid in 10 seconds and then that kid's day was done like because he's just two and out and uh and that and avi cried and then avi went up against another kid um who but both these kids were a year older than avi but supposedly they were in the same weight class, but there weren't a lot of kids there. So they were meshed. They were smashing weight classes together. Mm-hmm. You, you, you see that more often in, um, no gi classes. No gi's when you don't wear the shit, the, the gear, right? The gi's that like the pants, the, in the silly jacket everyone wears. Mm-hmm. But, um, and for those of you who don't do martial arts, that's like part of the, um, technique, like taking the dude's clothing and fucking him up with his clothing. Mm-hmm. Everyone wears the same clothes. So you learn how to like take the dude's clothes and like choke him out with lapel it. chokes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's weird shit. Yeah. And, uh, so, so he lost both of his, um, gi matches. Then he went into no gi and he beat the kid. There was only one kid there and he was a year older also, but lighter. 
and he beat the kid uh, in the first match, like 9-2. The second match, they tied 4-4, but because that kid scored last, he got the win. And then Avi mm. wouldn't go on the third match. He was done. He's done. Yeah. He just sat there and just cried. Oh. <laughs> and I pretend and I pretended like I was a cool dad and like just smiled and I was like, I love you. Good job. I'm so proud of you. You worked hard. And then once everyone was gone and we were driving home, I'm like, you pussy. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. <laughs> I didn't. But we talked about what tired meant. I, t- I talked about what tired meant. I told him that at some point I said, hey, I think it was a missed opportunity. The other day I did a workout and it was 10 strict pull up after I rode the assault bike for 20 minutes and I did 220 calories. I did 10 strict pull ups on the minute. And then on the alternating minutes, I did 110 pound squat clean and that's it just back and forth. And I told myself, I'm going to do all the pull ups unbroken, right? Just 10 strict ends being well in the latter rounds when I would get to eight or nine, I really wanted to quit. And I wasn't sure if I could get my chin over the bar and I have to tell myself, it doesn't matter if you get your chin over the bar. It matters to get the proper stimulus and the adaptation. I just have to try as hard as I can. And it would be, that's probably better for me. Not probably that's better for me for what I'm trying to do than getting off and getting my chin over the bar. Right. And that's the opportunity that I feel like Avi missed. And that's a hard that's a hard one because even at 50 I struggle with that just when I'm alone in my garage. I want to mm-hmm. rest and get a full complete rep, right? But but he should have just gone out there and been like, "Hey, I tried and I and I'm better today for it." Did mm-hmm. like truly better. Truly better, not like, "Oh, you're better for the effort." He truly <laughs> he truly would have adapted to it. He he would have he would have learned he would have grown mentally. Hey, I pushed through into a mm-hmm. place that I wanted to quit, and I got stronger because I'm I'm really working this fatigued muscle, intellectual, emotional. And then and then Ari, I, I should actually play the video. Uh, Ari's in when they're that young. All the girls at that age look like they're better than the dudes. Like you see tons of chicks smashing boys and not so many boys smashing girls until like you get to 13 or 14. So Ari was the only boy in his weight division and it was fucking murders row, dude. Five and six year old girls fucking like they hit each other. Like they, when they slap your head down, they hit you like this. It's crazy. <laughs> like aggressive. Dude. It's it. so aggressive. They start and, up standing, right? At that age too? Yeah. Standing. Start standing. Okay. And every kid wants to arm bar because every coach is, because they know that that's when the referees stop the match. Mm. So all the coaches are there. And, and, and I have no coach. Well, that's not true. That's not true. McKenna came. Thank God McKenna came. Mm. That's another thing. I'm so frustrated kind of with the jujitsu program. My kids are. I'm frustrated. A little yeah, bit. they don't all show up and kind of rally around it or anything. Yeah, yeah. No? Oh, that sucks. So one of the ladies that we do privates with, she showed up mm-hmm. and just and just took control, which I was so fucking thankful for. Oh, that's really cool of her. Yeah. Did she have other people there? Was she there just basically for the boys? Just for the boys. Oh, that's awesome. If you She's want invested. to if you want to get in on if you don't if you want to get in good with someone, just do something nice for their kids. Mm-hmm. they'll fucking owe you forever. Like this chick doesn't have any kids. She's young. She's just a kid herself, 20, but she has no idea how much it means to me that she showed up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Ari had his match. He got fucking arm barred. They stopped it late and his fucking, his arm hyperextended. You can oh. see it in the video. Yeah. The wrong way. So he's crying. They put ice and Haley runs in and carries him out. And I thought, okay, he's done. That's good. And then uh, about three minutes pass and Haley goes, Hey, you got to go talk to Ari. And I go, what's up? She's like, go talk to him. So I go there and he goes, I want to go back in. I go, what? Mm. And he goes, I want to go back in. I'm like, you don't have to. He goes, I want to. I'm like, all right. I take him back in. 
fucking next match war <laughs> double leg fucking neon belly armbar gets the win really he's not yeah and then his third and then his third match was uh tied zero zero at the end and uh the judge gave it to the girl mm. so so he ended up uh, getting a bronze and, he and joseph's like fuck you i'm not doing it so he's all geed up cost me 130 bucks he's like uh-uh. and he wasn't he wasn't feeling it all right well that's how that check shakes out huh right. second time second time in a row Second time. Oh. Capable Child Consulting for $500. I will talk to you on the phone <laughs> for one hour. I thought there'd be more. But Sevan, what do you know about parenting? Uh, he charges $500 for parent. He thinks he knows how to parent. Come meet him. I was going to say, just have the kids hang out. Come meet them. That's, them. that's the meet, resume. Come meet, and the, come meet the boys. And the business card all in one. So this morning afterwards, we're going, there's this uh, the, pretty, I, I think this kid's better than Avi at tennis. And he's a year younger. People tell me he's not, but I think he is. This kid's really fucking aggressive and cool. And his mom texts me last night and goes, hey, you want to get the boys together at 9 a.m. to play tennis? I said, fuck yeah. Awesome. So after the show, I'm going over to the high school and watch Avi fucking war with this fucking six-year-old actually i think he's seven now maybe he's not a year younger but uh can i pay you five hundred dollars to tell me more greg, greg glassman stories yes <laughs> no for fifty thousand dollars i'll start telling you some good ones <laughs> excuse me i think i think caleb just grabbed like a weapon to attack some bug we can't see look at him Oh, he's he's armed now. (laughs) What's happening? Wait, you're allowed to use those in there? It's a a salt gun. Hey, um, so when I was in Newport, one of Sarah Cox's business associates, yes, yes, thank you. When I was, how many, how often does he mention Newport? When I was in Newport at the (laughs) beach house, this fucking dude, I go, what's that? He goes, a salt gun. I'm like, oh, I've always wanted one of those. He shot me at point blank range, six inches away, twice in a row <laughs> behind my knee in that soft, fleshy spot. And, 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 Avi, and, and I yelped and Avi ran and it stung for a long time. Like salt actually penetrated the skin. And Avi ran over to the dude and goes, give me that. Give me that. And uh, uh, this guy's a brown belt. Um, uh, Paulie's a brown belt at AOJ. And he's all, why? And Avi's like, because you shot my dad and I'm going to shoot you. I'm like, yeah, boy. Oh, damn. We do we do that to each other all the time. We just shoot each other with a salt gun. Hey, if that got in your eye, that could fuck your eyeball up. Yeah, for sure. Oh, wait. We, everybody, we gotta close our eyes. Eye pro. I That's a lie. Team. That's a lie. Caleb's yeah, just like concerned. HR is gonna get him now. Yeah, they don't do shit. They just <laughs> shoot each other don't. in the face. Hey, so that salt's just everywhere. Then, like, you shoot it and it's just on the ground. Then, yeah, like, you, much. I can't have one of those in my house, right? Yeah, I would. Probably not an indoor thing, but unless you work in the military and you don't give a fuck, we don't give two fucks. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so like if you were eating hard boiled eggs in that room and you want a little salt, you could just like take the egg and just dab it on the floor. <laughs> yep. Yeah. If anybody, if everybody wants straight. salt, we just shoot it up in the ceiling and then it sprinkles. <laughs> everyone gets it. Salt for everyone. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Dude, I stayed up late preparing for this dude. I know. I know. And he really double checked with me and I was like, yeah, we're all good. And I, I um I got on the assault bike uh late last night. Um, late. Can't trust the navy. And I 
<laughs> he's a navy guy uh, i got on this hot bike late last night and i actually as i got i got on at 10 19 and i and i stayed up for another hour and 15 minutes finishing the research on the guy and i was actually thinking i was like patting myself on the back the whole time like fuck you're such a stud i did have this thought this morning i wanted to share with you guys this one uh means a lot to me i actually went over like an asshole and woke my wife up and shared this one with her <laughs> i t t sundays are my fasting day i stop eating saturday night as you guys know and i don't eat again till monday morning i just drink black coffee i woke up this morning this is after doing it for two years and i had this it, it, huge sense of relief that i did not have to eat today and i'd never had that before interesting and that's the evolution of fasting when it starts people are scared you're like oh <laughs> i apologize uh um i don't wish you like a happy 9 11 day or anything right Kayla? that's not like a military day it's, it's, oh, it's that's like right. that's right. don't, yeah, we don't we don't celebrate that. Okay, okay. I don't know what the I don't know what the appropriate term is. Um, There's a flyover for it. Uh, when when people start fasting, they're scared. They, uh, across the board, they're always be like, "Well, I think I'm gonna try 12 hours." I'm like, "Oh, you're gonna stop eating at eight o'clock at night and go to sleep? Yeah. Not eat again until yeah. eight, you <clears throat> jackass." Um, but you go to sleep. Yeah. But. but I understand 24, you get a little nervous. And what's crazy is that people do 24-hour fast and then they start eating at 9 at night. I'm like, dude, hmm. just go to sleep and you, and you can just crest, you'll crest over into the 36-hour point. What was your first fast? How long was your first one? Like when you first started to dabble? Did you go you, first 24 or did you just do you know, the... You know what's crazy? I think the first time I ever fasted in my life, I did a 10-day fast in college. and I But, but we drank... Um, I, I boiled, uh, I simmered like onions and bananas, and I simmered all this shit in a in a bowl that I was supposed to in a giant pot, and then you strain out strain out all the particulate. And I think I just drank that shit for ten days. Wow. That was the first time I ever fasted, and then I, I I would never in my in my I never have considered twelve or eighteen hours of fast. Never ever ever in my life. It's not even really a fast at that point either. Yeah. Like I consider like, if you I, don't sleep twice, if you if if you can't go a day, a whole waking cycle without eating, then you didn't fast. Mm. It seems yeah. just like, hey, you just didn't eat. It just yeah, seems like, like you skipped a couple meals. <clears throat> but now, but today, after two years, I I, I like I, I was like, and I told my wife, I go, oh my gosh, because what I go, I'm fucking relieved i don't have to eat today i'm so i'm i've become so thankful for sundays gratitude oh it's turned into like a religious practice for you i i guess yeah powerful it's your, it's your holy day it is my holy day i, really I don't is, um yeah. i'm free i'm free from having to eat today it's like oh thank you i've set myself free i've been thinking about trying it i just don't know if i could you're too young Go that go that long. Uh, it's funny because all the guys, especially the firefighters I talk to, they're like, "Oh, I do intermittent fasting," and I'm like, "Do you really? No. Or do you just do you just skip breakfast?" And then anytime you you tell them to flip it, you go, "Okay, great, yeah." So intermittent fasting, 
why don't you try it by skipping dinner and then not eating until noon the next day? So stop eating at like 3 yeah. p.m. Yeah. or 2 p.m. and then don't eat until noon the next day. And they're like, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> so you're like, yeah, you're not intermittent fasting. You're just skipping breakfast. You can't consider not eating but like on shift as like intermittent fasting because it's like, oh, I missed a meal on shift. <laughs> Right. Dude, some people can't go a day without eating bread. I think the vast majority of Americans. Dude, when the power went there, uh, last year, oh, not last year, but a couple of years ago, the power went out here for days at a time in California, where I'm at, and people were freaking out, like people close to me. I'm like, dude, relax. <laughs> Power's out. It's okay. Starbucks is like, we can go to Starbucks in the next town over and survive. <laughs> you'll be all right it's a few hours like fuck but it is weird when the power goes out for days but 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 not like but people get people get scared it's like when the wi-fi goes down everybody panics (laughs) well that's scary caleb come on they don't know what they're you know why because they don't know what they're going to do with themselves yeah they can't like they don't know how to entertain themselves for like the two hours that it goes down they're just like I what do I, I I can't use my phone. I can't like I have to talk to people, like freak out. <laughs> I, I'm gonna put you on the spot here, Susa. I apologize, Susa. I want you to still your brain, and I'm gonna fire a question to you, and I want you to answer it. Okay. Ready? Yes. For those of you who don't know, Susa lives in Livermore, California. If you add water to any plant there, it will fucking flourish. That's all. I mean, he lives in like a spot where anything will fucking grow. Yeah, it's pretty true. Do you know where the closest, what, when you think of the closest tree that gives food to you, not right now, but just at any time during the year, can you immediately think of a tree? Like, oh yeah, that neighbor has an avocado tree. Oh yeah, I know my parents have an orange tree. Like, do you know of a tree? No. You don't know a plum tree every year? You don't know, you don't. That means maybe you don't walk enough. No, I walk a lot. And you know, yeah, what? I always, really yeah, not... you do walk a lot and yeah. you run too, right? Yeah, Isn't, yeah, yeah. Wow. And there's you don't really... know where like the biggest persimmon tree in your neighborhood is? No. <clears throat> Which I is know funny, all that like, shit. Even we're like, especially as I run or like if Grace and I walk or something, we're like looking around quite a bit and I don't, yeah, it's funny. There's not a tree that gives off a fruit uh, Caleb, that I can think of nearby. Caleb, I want you to clear your mind and I want you to answer me a question. Uh oh, there's someone there. <laughs> Hey, I gotta go. Play it cool. Okay. Play it cool. Okay. Can anyone hear me, Caleb? Yeah. Okay. Bye. Sorry. Bye. I was gonna ask Caleb, where is the safest place to masturbate on base? <laughs> Which spot does everyone know that is the safest place? It's probably those rooms that he's normally in uh, when he's <laughs> in the back end of the show. Have you seen that joke about Livermore? That no, like started is, to go. That that was started to become popular. I can't remember if it's old and then just re. There's no joke it. about Livermore. No one's even heard of Livermore. Shut the fuck up. Well, that's the funniest part about it. So this comedian oh. goes, the he goes every time I ask where you people are from, everybody's vague. You say, hey, where are you from? You go, oh, Northern California. And he's like, oh, well, that narrows it down. Where <laughs> where in Northern California? And he goes, and then you'll answer the Bay Area. He goes, oh, good. And you've narrowed it down again. He goes, but really the whole entire time they're saying that is because they just want to avoid saying where they really live. Because when you go, wait, where in the Bay Area? They go, uh, a place called Livermore. So it's pretty funny. It's, it, Livermore's kind of a trip. 
Um, for those of you who don't know, when you when you travel in between, so uh, this might help. When you travel in between um, Southern California and Northern California, there's a freeway that a lot of people take. It's, it's our big corridor through the state, but it's kind of the corridor you have to go out to it. It's in the middle of the state. It's called Highway Five, and it's it's way out in the middle. But if you want to travel long distances in the state, you go out to this freeway, and you can drive pretty fast on it. You, like people do a hundred on it. It's like like it's nothing. Um. So uh, there's the Pacific Ocean, and then there's this group of cities on the Pacific Ocean, and it's called the Bay Area, and they all surround where the water comes in in the bay. And those are all kind, and they all surround the bay, and those are like San Francisco, Oakland, Benicia, Vallejo, uh, Albany, El Cerrito, Richmond. There's just all these cities, and then they go down on the bottom, Redwood City, you know, Silicon Valley's down around the bottom there, San Jose. Mm-hmm. Um, and but when you start heading inland to go to the five, like the last kind of cool city before you get out into the sticks to get on the five is Livermore. Yeah. And you're kind of not sure if it's cool. Like you're kind of not sure if you call it the Bay Area, but it's not Stockton. It's not ghetto, but it is kind of far out there. But, yeah. but and it's, it's, and it's um and it, it exploded. Um, you know, 40 years ago, it was like the only place you could live and afford to buy shit in the Bay Mm -hmm. area. So people would go out there and buy shit and then commute. And now it's fuck. It's crazy. Right. I mean, you have like the traffic there now is fucking insane. You see, we got a text. Oh yeah. He said, fuck. No, too late. Too late. He can't come on now. Too late. (laughs) Uh, To give you an idea too of the, of the, let's reschedule. reschedule. Cause, cause I, I need you. um, I need you for the full 90, minutes because you are so damn interesting injuries and cool please you're injured because i need you for the full 90 oh 90 minutes come on now i'm 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 off to the races on some other shit yeah to give people an idea of how much Livermore has grown too, I think my parents bought uh, the house that they still live in now in '96 for like two hundred and forty-five thousand or something, and now the house is worth one point three. Wow! Wow! It's insane out here, and it's not because they they built a second floor. <laughs> no, it just like as the development continued, the houses became more and more and more on top of each other. Like some of these new developments, you could like reach out. And if you reach out your window and I reach out mine, we could like high five each other between houses. So my parents' house sits, sits, still sits on a big lot. Like they have a side yard, they have a big backyard. You could walk to the like community center from there. You could walk down to the elementary school. It's super close to the middle schools and high schools into the freeway and all the major shopping, but it's far enough away to where you're not like, in the hustle and bustle. You don't know where there's an orange tree in that. Um... Oh, wait. Nope. You're right. I lied. There's a lemon tree in there my, go. next to my neighbor's. Uh, Lowest uh, tree on the totem pole. Lowest yeah. tree on the totem pole. Uh, there used to be pomegranate trees all over now that I'm thinking about it. And you could like grab them. And we were a little asshole kids. So we'd like throw them and then would dial our clothes and like shit around us. It's better yeah, than what most good. people do. Most people don't like you can drive around Santa Cruz and just at this time of year for the last three months and just look around and be like, Hey, there's a tree. Like there's a tree with a thousand plums just smashed on the ground. No, no, no one harvested it. Mm -hmm. And then just like a mile away, there's an encampment with 600 homeless people. 
We voted for Prop 207 to tax you to raise money to feed the homeless people and put them in your neighborhood. We're going, we're going to give them a free needle giveaway. I'm so excited <laughs> about this program. Meanwhile, there's just trees just everywhere. You just in, in like you can't go a couple blocks in Santa Cruz without finding a tree that's just dumped its shit on the ground somewhere and that no one's harvested. Hey, I used to do that when I worked at CrossFit and I was super rich. I um, I never harvested my fruit in my yard. I just let that shit drop. Mm. Uh, no, I will not touch you avocados from a tree, you vile creatures. I will go to the store and buy them. <laughs> I'm going to go to $5 foods. each. <laughs> you peasants. Which is funny now because like that that yard is awesome. Like oh, if you it's walk so around awesome. and give a tour and you like pull something off the tree and kind of brush it off and hand it over and get to eat it and continue the tour. It's so awesome. When I went to Newport, I took like 60 apples. It was great. Yeah. The venue that we're at, there's a like an apple tree and some other stuff. And so while we were like doing for a your wedding? Tour, yeah, we were doing a little your, your wedding has a venue? Yeah. <laughs> venue, two venues. <sighs> Oh, you're scaring me. Oh, fuck. You're scaring me. <laughs> you're scared. Uh, slow is the best uh, city in all of California. I, feel way you. Off. I don't you're agree with you at off. all, but I feel you. I, it's not like I'm like, hey, that's a stupid pick. I'm, I yeah. feel you. I feel you. It's not like he was like Lodi yeah. is the best city at all. You know, he went to college there and lost his virginity. And so he's just like, it's just <laughs> like he loves it. <laughs> It was a different tie. Hey, you know what's funny? That Austin dude, like, as soon as uh, that text came through and it was, like, clearly, like, established that there was just, you know, it was on it was on him a little bit more, I got so much relieved. Oh, because, it, like, oh, shit, did we I just wrong never, I, yeah, I mean, I just know, like, and I, I mean, the audience, especially the regular listeners, know how much and, like, how serious we take it. Like, it's nonchalant when we're on here and you're like, oh, okay, the guests didn't show up and you throw in a live call-in number. And it doesn't happen often. It does not happen often, especially now. But when, every time it does, I'm like, ugh. Like, and I just feel the weight of the responsibility, you know? Like, even if it has nothing to do with it, it's still just like, right. it's got to go off. Like, we put so much into it. Uh, got to respect your time for the research, respect our audience's time for showing up on here and, and participating the way they do in the comments. And so it always just eats me up. How, how many shows have we done? Uh, 500 in... 87 or 89. And so with, with game shows, we're, we're oh, we sure up go. over 600, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 I don't think I've ever not, I don't think I've ever missed a show. I've in a couple of times, like 583. Yeah. So, yep. I don't know what I have, but a couple of times I was so sick. Like I didn't think I was going to make it. Like as mm -hmm. I'm walking in here, I'm like, I might shit my pants or throw up or something. And then it goes away once once the camera goes on, it goes away. <laughs> uh, it comes back as soon as the camera goes off. But um, the other day, I wanted to leave Newport at, at uh, 6 a.m. And, and my alarm didn't go off and I didn't get up till 6, 17 a.m. And that never has happened when I've done a show. And I do a lot. You know, we do we do a lot of uh, 6, 7 a.m. shows. Mm -hmm. and holy shit, dude. It, it turned on my... I, what I guess it's obsessive compulsive disorder, but my OCD, like just one fuck up like that in my life. And I'm damaged. <laughs> I'm damaged. Triple check I'm, I haven't really been able to sleep great. Cause I'm, I'm just on edge now. Yeah. Cannot miss a show. Dude, that happened to me years back at a five thirty AM class at the gym. 
and you didn't show up. You, you didn't show yeah, up. Yeah, there was a switch of a schedule and everything else. And so I had, you know, just it was just an off by a date. So one of the coaches that normally was there at 5 30 a.m. I thought it was the next day I was supposed to be there. And she thought it was this date. It was totally my fault. And um something happened and I like I woke up at like four five forty or about ten minutes after I was supposed to be there and I saw a text from one of the members that was there it was like, Hey, there's there's nobody here. And I did like the like panic spring out of bed and like threw the first pants on that were closest in the closet and drove over there. And it took like two years for me to what time did you find what time did you finally get there? Probably about 15 minutes after the class started because I live close to the gym. So it was only about five minutes away or yeah how do you and, and, and you know it's like almost imp- like what can you do to apologize to those people? Those people want to work out and then they want to go to work and like you had one fuck up but it's still like you can't apologize. No and you cannot you took got- that from them. And I got lucky because one of the uh, members that had been there for a long time was like, hey, there's no point to just stand around here. Like, let's go ahead and start the warm up and like just let everybody on a 400 meter run. And I came back like as I pulled in the parking lot, they're like stretching out there and like one person was leading it. Wow. Yeah. And I like wow. rolled in. I was like, OK, what have you guys done? So I hope far? you gave that awesome. dude a handy. Oh, yeah. It was actually a, it was actually a chick. But fine. Give her a handy. I, I'm, I'm whatever. So, yeah, it was cool. And I just sent you. I, I just sent you an email. Yeah, that would that would that would fuck me up too. But that's the thing. If you make like <clears throat> enough deposits into people's bank accounts, and and you're you know you have all that, you get a lot of uh, leeway in terms of mistakes. If you make a withdrawal, a withdrawal from the relationship. Oh yeah, I like that. That is a good. It, it is a withdrawal from the relationship, right? Yeah, how, but if you make how do you make deposits, it up to them? Okay never do it again yeah, <laughs> i mean you can't yeah, like you said yeah. like the, the whole drive there you're like what do, what am i what are you gonna do i can't roll the clock back 15 minutes you know do, do you think this guy knows you, you this is this is just i'm just bear with me here Susa. all your all your classes are live yeah Three, two, one. We're live. Hi, everyone. Yeah, you're right. Never There's no, my mom died. I found out fucking uh, Grace is cheating on me. There's no fucking, uh, my best friend has cancer. There's no like, hello. Hi, I'm here. Welcome. Come on in, everyone. Come on in. I love you guys. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Don't Mm -hmm. mention your dog. Don't think about your dog dying yesterday. Don't think about your dog dying. Don't think about how your wife ran your dog over an accident yesterday. Don't think about it. Okay, yeah. everyone, get your bars. I'm so excited about fucking today. Thank you so much for being here. God, you guys look strong. And it's just, you're off, right? Yeah. You have to be so fucking present. Um, Does this guy know that we go live? Like, does that, what's his name? Austin Alexander, YouTube superstar, 1 million yeah. subscribers. Do you think he knows we go live and like that, that if I wasn't the greatest podcaster in the world, that that would fuck us? I didn't have Matt Souza in my corner that that would fuck us. Like, do you think those people know, like, is he tripping right now? Oh my God. What's Savon doing? I'm so What did I do to the show? Oh, I think, I think, I think he does a little bit. Yeah. I don't know if it was like, like all that thought was going in or knows that it's like live and you're still just like beasting it out. How about Daniel Brandon? Does she, does she know? She How knows. About Daniel Rodriguez. Did you see the fights? Yeah. How the fuck did Daniel no. Rodriguez get that win? Leach definitely won that fight. Hey, well, how did you compare up against, uh, Against uh, Adrian, I wrote down your guys' stuff, your picks. Uh, he, uh, he chose uh, Tony Ferguson, so I won that one. Oh, Diaz won, huh? Yeah, awesome. dude, it was the it was the weirdest fight. 
It was just like when his brother fought. Um, no, it was even weirder than that. It, 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 have you ever seen, have you ever like witnessed like gang fight at your high school or like just a gang fight somewhere and just two dudes, how they, they kind of just take, take turns hitting each other and like the, you can take breaks or, and they talk to each other. Mm-hmm. It was like that. <laughs> they, they weren't even like, there was some, it was like a mixture of like just two dudes who were res- like, who respect each other and just wanted to feel each other's shit. It was kind of like, um, uh, you and a friend would skip rocks to see who could skip more, but like, let's just take turns hitting, but you're fighters. So you just take turns hitting each other. <laughs> like <laughs> It was so weird. It was you so weird, dude. It was, so, they're two of the weirdest dudes. Why is it like the old school military where they would just line up in front of each other and take it? <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. It was like that. It was like, just, Hey, or like, uh, um, that game. Um, did you ever play butt ball as a kid? And then like someone has to go up there and bend over and then you all throw the ball at him. Like it's like yeah. handball or something. I, didn't I don't think we called it butt ball, but yeah, I can't remember what we called it. And then you had to just bean the dude. If you lost <laughs> a point. <laughs> yes. And then the second fight, third round ground and pound. Who? who uh, uh, Holland and uh, Holland and uh, yeah. Kamzat. won. He's so easy. Really? Third round? No, first round, I think. Oh, ground and pound? How did he win? No. Yeah. Uh, uh, submission. Wow. Okay. He didn't even get hit once. It's like his. It's like his seventh fight where no, the, his opponent couldn't hit him. I mean, the stats are. There's no one like him. There's the stats. He ran. Oh, so you know when the two fighters come out and you're supposed to bump their fist? Yeah. He, the guy, Kevin Hall, went to bump his fist and Hamzat took him down. Uh, <laughs> and just mashed him. That's kind of poor sportsmanship. Yeah. I Bruce mean, Wayne texts rings. me. He's like, what a bitch. I'm like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like the, the bell rings. So, like, technically, you're supposed to be able to defend yourself and, like, stay in the fight. But come on. Um, what do you think about Max from training think tank saying the unknown and unknowable metric should be taken out of the game? No, it's fucking, I'd have to hear it, but that sounds stupid. I watched a little bit of a uh, Hiller's video. I kind of binged on some of his videos. Did you see the one that he made about that old video camera and his mom and the wrestling and stuff? How new? No, no, but I did watch like three or four yeah. of his videos recently. I really liked that video. I thought it was good. He, uh, did, I guess him and Dave have been bickering. I guess basically he, people <laughs> in Dave's comments are egging Dave on. Dave, I guess Dave Castro did a show where he answers questions from his comments. So mm-hmm. people, yeah. Which to me is just dear Dave. It's a lazy content. Yes. <laughs> you lazy chicken shit piece of shit. Uh, ask me anything. Uh, I'm so cool. Ask me anything. Hey, all whenever any of those athletes do that, I just think you're a fucking. But people like it. Eat that shit up. Like you know what I mean. Like you go to like someone's account, like uh, you know, and it's just like, and it's just question. Daniel Brandon does it. Matt Fraser does. I've seen it's just like people just fire. What kind of toothpaste do you use? When I'm like, when's the last time someone snapped your bra? Like that's what I want to (laughs) know. Wait, is Daniel still doing? Can I ask that? No, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just. Oh my goodness. Cause there was one of them that got put up there. Oh, the first thing. Is- what a cool thing to do. Snap someone's bra. Do you, do you remember like, do you remember like even when you, one of your, your boyfriends, like he'd have a rubber band and you'd grab it 
and now it's stretched out and someone has to let go. And if he lets go, you get his rubber band. If you let go, he's fucked up. And it's like this fucked up situation. Yeah. That's what it's kind of like being a girl. You just wear a rubber band around your chest, just asking people to fucking do you. <laughs> do you see the thing where you can wind up a rubber band like on itself? So it's really wound up and then you could like let it go in someone's hair and it wraps up their hair. Yes. Yes. That's a great one. Or in their arm hair. Yeah. Yeah. You can just do it so yes, that's a great one. Oh, oh yeah, that shit's brutal. Oh my goodness. Uh, um what, Heidi, when's the last time someone snapped your bra? That's what I want to know. <laughs> but if they ask me anything. <clears throat> it's funny that you mentioned that about the live classes, because I didn't really think about it until you had said it right there. I coached a class after like finding out that my dog died on my birthday. I remember I told that story. And then I also coached the class immediately. How did your dog die? How did your dog die? It was just old. It was a beagle yeah. and it was like 15 or 16. That's different than like your girlfriend. That was different though than your, not, not to say it didn't, doesn't still sting, but that's different than like your girlfriend left it in your car and killed it because it overheated. That's like, <laughs> yeah. that's like you're fucked up a little. You got, you got some shit to process. There's something that comes with the, ah. like the circle of life to it. But someone has snapped your bra. Do you remember the? Do you remember taking off a bra in the early days? Do you remember being like sixteen years old and taking off a girl's bra and your brain's just like exploding? <laughs> yeah. Like I just take the bra off and just run away out into a field. I don't even touch the boobs or look at them. I just can't even believe I took off someone's bra. I just. <gasps> and she, bye. Ah, ah. <laughs> Okay, you know, sorry. So back to your dog dying. Your story is so much cooler than me taking off guys. <laughs> Go on. Uh, no, but that was one of them. And then the second one was immediately finding out after Grace's uh, dad had passed away. I coached a class right after. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I guess there is this Taoist saying, stop thinking your problems will end. And so there is that component of like, if you give of yourself fully, all your own shit goes away. But man. Uh, when Grace's dad dies, we probably shouldn't talk about this publicly, but it's more, you're worried about her than, than her dad. Right. hundred uh, like, percent. Like, yeah. like, like if someone in Haley, if someone in my family dies, I, I throw a pity party for myself. If someone in Haley's family dies, I'm like worried about my wife. Mm -hmm. I'm still sad that they died, but, but I'm kind of like, you're like, fuck, like I should be with Grace right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Instead, I'm in here telling some guy he's not he, he's doing squat good yeah. good job with your squats and they actually really suck. Yeah, keep your fucking knees out, Chase. This guy Austin Alexander, you guys have probably seen some of his videos. He does these videos where he goes out into a parking lot and he pays people five dollars for every time they bench one thirty five or something like that, and and he just randomly picks people and it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I actually like it. But that being said, the range of motion that you see. In all of the, like, we are gods. You have to know that as a CrossFitter, we're gods. Our push ups, we, we, no one, no one, we go all the way down on our pull ups. We get our chin over the bar. We go all the way down on our push ups. We squat below parallel. We stand up all the way. The worst of you are gods compared to the, just the general public. It is a joke watching the general public work out. I mean, I'm still glad they do it, and I know moving is important. But have you seen these people who like are doing like quarter squats, like with mm -hmm. fucking 225 on their back, and like they, 
what I, I can I'm, the whole time I'm like, God, if, if you've done that for years, all you're doing is, is reducing your range of motion. And I yeah. would re- way rather have fantastic range of motion than be strong like bull way rather. Yeah. People don't realize too that, that how much of a people's like, for lack of better words of the restriction on the range of motion or like the decrepitude that <clears throat> is starting to settle in on some of the older members of the gym. And they're like, I can't get there in my squat. When they start, they're getting their hips back and they're trying but they're barely, they're getting to like the same depth as like a push press. Right. And then you, that same individual sticks with it. Like six months later, they're at parallel. And then a year after that, they have a full range of motion squat. And, and they can't even so, remember not. Exactly. And it's so important because unless they take their hips through that range of motion and stuff like that, you're, it's never going to come back. It's never going to just magically, you know, if you don't, don't use it, you lose it. And that's so true with that range of motion. I can't remember where my friend went, but he went somewhere and he couldn't, there, there were elephant rides and he couldn't ride the elephant. Couldn't get his like hip, his leg up over. Couldn't get his legs wide because the elephant's back is so wide. He didn't have the flexibility to ride the elephant. Oh shit. That would never fucking happen to me. <laughs> here comes the, here comes the clip. I can ride anything no matter how big it is. <laughs> <laughs> Talent. Talent. Yeah. Uh, try to find some of those shorts you were talking about, but I think they're only on his YouTube channel. What? Yeah, oh, I saw him. Yeah. And, and, so, dude, his, I think he might be like a TikTok superstar. I never went to his TikTok account, but he runs his YouTube page exactly the same way that the prisoner guy, what mm. was his name? Jesse. Jesse Cromson runs his, and now that's how I run my child consult parenting ch- ch- capable child consulting YouTube page. I just make short videos. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can. I can find almost any hole. I just not into the Cheerio. We've already established the Cheerio. I don't. I'm not a Cheerio guy. What a stupid cereal. Cheerios. Did you Did you eat those? Cheerios. Yeah. Yeah, they're heart healthy, remember? Oh, right, right. (laughs) Start your day off with heart healthy Cheerios. I didn't like the texture. I didn't like the taste. Yeah, I wasn't a huge Cheerio um, person either. Um, Did you see the uh, videos I sent you, the the notes? Mm -hmm. The life calling ones? Yeah, there's one. um, uh, Another executive gone right below that. There's one that says, send this to your daughter. And it's just a fucked up massive typo somewhere. But can you play that Instagram clip? You guys, when I see this, the whole time I I just think, and I do this a lot in my life. I just think, oh, what if that was my daughter in the car? I don't don't have any daughters. But I just think, what if that was my daughter in the car? Check this out, please. This is Ed Manifesto's Instagram page. This guy was on the show. I should probably have him on again. Yeah, definitely should. Okay, uh, here we go. It's a guy, random guy, checking her car door to get in. She, she's at a light. You think that's okay? One more time. Can I move? Gotta get out of the way. Gotta get out of the way. You gotta move. I gotta go to work. Look at the, look at the people just driving by. No one. Yeah, no one's stopping. Oh, I see. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Don't worry about Thumbs it. Thumbs up. It's okay. It's okay. 
You think that's okay for someone to do that to your daughter? Okay. Fuck no. Yeah. You find that gas pedal and you put that dude under your tires. Yeah. So, it, um, so he tries her car door, and then he stands in front of her car. At, at what point does he? Um, what? What if you guys? I know some of you are gonna be like, no, you, he's just mentally ill or whatever. But what if he? What if he? What if she feels threatened? You could hear her what, voice. She was. What if she pulls something out? Of, what if he reaches into his pocket? When? When does your daughter's life become? Yeah, I don't know if you. I I don't know if you run him over. Uh, if it's my, what if it's your pregnant wife in the car? What if it's your wife, your pregnant wife with your mom and your three daughters in the car? I, that, I mean, that's not even like a, a one in a million odd. Someone no. probably drove by with their mom and some kids in the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had this talk again the other day with someone who was at my house last night during the fights. They were talking about being – this person's pretty hardcore liberal, and they were talking – I wish I could remember the exact example they gave, but they were talking about being threatened and taking care of yourself, and at which point I said, oh, oh, this was the story. You're going to love this, Sousa. There's a fighter, guys. His name's Cain Velasquez. And, and allegedly someone molested his daughter and he went to this dude's house and chased this dude in a car chase and shot at the dude, missed the dude and hit the dude's dad who was in mm-hmm. the car. No one died. Now Kane's in jail for 10 years. Right. And it's tough because if this guy really didn't molest his daughter, you want to be like, Hey man, fucking the gloves are off. Anything's possible at that point. That being said, you can't approve a vigilante shit. And this person who was at my house yesterday who's a pretty hardcore liberal there said they said to me this, which I totally fucking agree with. They said, hey, man, what Kane did was fucked up. And I said, why? And they said, what if a stray they, they it was a, it was on the streets of the Bay Area somewhere, somewhere mm-hmm. in between mine and Matt's house. And they, it was a car chase. And he shot at the guy, I think. And even if he didn't, that doesn't matter. Even if the, the details of the story aren't right. The point is this. What if one of those stray bullets would have fucking hit like some kid on the sidewalk with on his big wheel? Mm hmm. Like, fuck you. You can't do that. Yeah. That being said, that's why if you fucking tussle with the fucking cop, you should have a fucking cap put in your ass <laughs> because a cop has a fucking gun on him. And the second I see you fucking attack, uh, attack a cop, I want to come over and fucking curb stomp your head. Yeah. Well, why yeah. is that? Because what if you get the cop's gun and shoot the cop and miss and fucking hit Avi, the greatest kid who ever walked planet Earth? Mm-hmm. Then, then, then what? And there's stories like that too. It's super sad. Yes, you should not. So, so it's kind of interesting, right? Uh, um, yeah, what Kane did was fucked up. What if he actually shot? Shot? Even if you think you're doing the right thing, there's, there's, t- you can't do that for so many reasons. I'll mm-hmm. never forget this. I'll never forget this footage of this boy. He was 15 years old, and he's running from the fucking cops, and he has a gun, and the cops are chasing him, and they shoot him in the back and kill him. Mm-hmm. And then later on, I find out as I looked into the story more that he was in the yard of a preschool. Oh, shit. And he was and his only way out was through the preschool and he had a gun. Yeah. Sorry, dude. Some- if I'm one of those parents at that preschool, I'm like, well, you're making some tough choices there as a cop. Yeah, because, like, like I got to make a cake for that cop. Like, <clears throat> so, like, I can't have the, I can't have random 15 year old boy running from police run through preschool with gun. And you have to think if you're already bold enough to to be out there with the gun, to have the police somehow evolved in that incident, and now you're running away with that gun, 
the, the scenarios that are running through their mind as you're headed to the elementary school are not good. They're going worst case scenario, right? Like he's going to take a hostage. He's going to take a few people out as he goes with them. You don't know what that person's capable of. And then at the same time, that responsibility of, well, why'd you let him run in there with a gun is going to come back to you. So those are some tough fucking calls. I mean, imagine being like, okay, do I shoot this dude in the back or do we assume he's going to run into the preschool and not shoot and he, you know, not harm any kids there. And you have, you know, less than a second to make that decision, two seconds to make that decision while you're out of breath, while you're running. Again, this is why cops are law enforcement brothers and sisters need to work the fuck out. Yes. Just cops that are fat. I'm sorry, dude. Like I, I got mad love for all my first responders, but when I see them and they are extremely overweight and you tell that you could tell they have not ran a 400 meters in years, five years, 10 years, you're a fuck. You're a liability. Not only are you a liability to those you're supposed to be protecting and serving, you're a liability to your immediate team, your colleagues, and you're a liability to yourself and your own family. It's crazy. That's negligent. That's negligent on your job. What if I was fucking, and you're taxing society? Yeah. What if I was coaching but wasn't coaching at all? Was just kind of sitting there, had my back turned, hung out in the front most of the time, was on my phone. You wouldn't be paid for your job. They'd be like, "Hey, you're negligent in your job. You're not supposed to do what you're." your part you're not doing what you're what you're supposed to to keep us safe and to keep us moving towards our goals and if you're a law enforcement officer or a first responder and you're morbidly obese and you have you know there's no physicality to you you can't run you can't jump over stuff you can't protect stuff well what point is it negligent to your job and are you let go what percentage what is landfill full i wonder is there a breakdown of what fills landfill plastics i bet because they take the longest to decompose so they probably sit there the longest landfill demographic (laughs) (laughs) uh did you mean san francisco what 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 um makes up a landfill i suck at using google commercial it's a household waste that gets what are the four types organic waste example food paper cardboard or wood so that's an, I, I noticed it, I thought of this when I went to uh, Disneyland. If, mm. if, if, if I drink one Coke a day and you're obese and you drink six, you make six times the pollution I make. If I go yeah. to the hospital once every 30 years, but you go to the hospital every six months, you, you use 60 times the resources in 30 years, medical resources that I use. I always just think of that too. When I hear people discussing that stuff, I'm like, you're like a mass consumer. You're a mass, mass, mass consumer. Mm-hmm. Snitches feed, feed landfills. I don't mean to be cavalier about just shooting people either. I I know the decisions are tough. You know, my when I talk about this with my dad, he straightens me out. Like I said to my dad, um, hey, man, when those people on January 6th fucking stormed the Capitol building, I think they should have just opened fire on them. My dad's... I guess you could say he's a liberal. He's like, no, you can't do that. I'm like, nah, there's some places that are just sacred. Like we should protect our, our, our servants, our civil servants with, you know, by any means necessary. And he's like, nah. And we talked about it. And I'm like, yeah, I guess you can't just start just shooting people down, but it just seems unacceptable to, to Mm -hmm. want to, I mean, imagine if just one person walked in there with like a backpack, they would get fucking jumped by 10 cops and dragged out. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you know who uh, Andrew Tate is? You heard of that guy? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he uh, he's the guy. He, I, yeah, I've seen a couple of his videos. Um, he got kicked off of YouTube or TikTok because he was talking about women in a way that like 
someone thought was sexist or something. Yeah, yeah. Which is crazy. Crazy. He, he has some interesting one-liner things. Um, when, um, when I was uh, in the eighth grade, I was in Model UN. It was for the smart kids. I don't know. do not know how I got into that. And I was a horrible student at school. And, and uh, so all the schools from the area came in, right? So there was like, I don't know, 500 kids from like 50 schools. And I, we were representing some country, I forget, some Middle Eastern country like Saudi Arabia. That's who we were supposed to be. And when I went up and spoke, like our thing was is that I said I gave this whole talk about how women are equivalent to cattle and how they should only be um, – used for breeding and they shouldn't be allowed to vote and they should be kept covered up and all this shit. I was fuck. Oh, I was, I was going crazy up there and I fucking got in trouble for that, but it was all shit that I had read in it and we didn't have internet then, but it was all shit that I read in an encyclopedia. You know what I mean? That the, the beliefs of this country and I got in fucking trouble. Well, it was interesting. The reason why I bring it up is because he made a comment on a podcast or something I was watching and he was saying that like, so part of the problem with the Western world and the U.S. is like nothing's held. What are pull-ups are the problem? No, no, no. Part of the problem in the U.S. Oh. or the Western world is nothing is held sacred. He goes, they were in a, uh, I think it was a Nelk Boys podcast, but they were in Romania or someplace. Oh, yeah, it, yeah. That's where I saw him. They're sitting on a patio. Yeah. and he I goes, watched like 15 minutes of that. Yeah. He, he seems goes, like he a nice can, guy. The, he does. It'd be interesting. But he goes, uh nothing's held sacred anymore. And he goes, especially in the Western world, he goes, you're here, which is a predominantly Christian country. And you could write on there like God is gay or something like that. That would kind of go against some of the religious beliefs. And he goes, and you're going to walk out of here. Fine. He goes, but if you do the same thing and you put prophet Mohammed is, and you go to a middle Eastern country, he goes, good luck getting out of there alive. They'll yeah, kill you. Yeah, yeah. And so it's kind of interesting, but what you were almost saying is like that building should have been held sacred a little bit. Not that they should have just opened fire on people coming in there, but there is no fear of that. But if you go to some other countries and you wear a prophet Muhammad shirt and say something negative about it, <laughs> you're going to, that's held sacred there. And the chances of you being hurt or killed are high. During the BLM riots, they took over a police station in Seattle and a police station in Ferguson. The one in Ferguson, they lit the uh, police station on fire while there were police officers inside and they had to be helicoptered off the roof, if I remember the report correctly. Holy shit. Th- those, that's like um, Billy the Kid shit. That's like 18 fucking 1807 shit. I don't think that that's acceptable. I I, I, I I'm per if if I see you lighting a building on fire with people inside, I'm okay with someone opening fire on you. I, I, I don't think our police station should be allowed to be taken over. Yeah, they shut down a city block for like a month in Seattle. I mean, people live there. Yeah, but the I, I don't think that that's okay. I think that I think there is a by any means necessary mo- moment. Well, that's what I say. So the point being about that Andrew Tate thing is like. Do you think that we should ho- hold stuff in that in that regard? Like, should we hold something that sacred to where it's like you're going to die if you go over there? They'll just shoot you, you know. Uh, it, when is you think about it? what money, it, when you think about what money is, uh, stealing is is a really really gnarly crime. Stealing, you're basically taking time from people. Mm-hmm. Our most value. I mean, it is what we use to trade each, each for each other's time. Is currency. And and it's the most valuable thing we have. It's it's, it's a the trip. only thing we have. Yeah, for exchange, really. 
Uh, will you will you play three thirty? I think that this is a little misleading, but this is but in essence, this is my experience with the world too, and this is why um, the liberals are so dangerous. And I, and it was like that amongst all my liberal friends when I only had liberal friends. There is a close minded to them, and, and I'm not saying that there's not close minded to people on both sides. I don't even know what side I'm on anymore. But um, this is this is so fucking um, difficult. This guy was on the show. I don't know, 300 shows ago, by the way, Corey. Mm -hmm. But this is a pretty cool clip here he's got. When you take a black Democrat and place him around those white MAGA extremists. I wanted to take you over here with me to the Trump supporter side. And so you can experience what's over here on the Trump supporter side. And maybe you can show me if there is racism over here that I should be concerned about. He wants to know if he's going to be safe inside there if he goes. Yeah, come on in. You go with us. We're all one people, right? They all think that you're crazy asking them if you're going to be safe here. They're like, what? Is he going to be safe if he goes in there? Him? Yeah. Why not, man? Okay. Why not? I grab your hand, take you, your wife, your kids, and your granddad, everybody here. They don't black, white, don't mean. Now, what happens when the Democrat takes the Trump supporter over to the Democrat side? I swear it's like that in the Bay Area. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that Gary is. did not win his fight. I think he. I think he won uh, the fight. I think he won the fight. Um. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen it too. I. I, I grew up with it. I grew up with it. I was it. I was it. Yeah, I was it. Isn't that weird? How do people not realize that? Yeah, I. I uh, I was it. We should have CrossFit health insurance, but you have to attend a certain number of CrossFit classes per year to qualify. Uh, Daniel, I went to Africa, and I met with a guy who owns. God, this guy was so rich. He he owned a skyscraper. I went into his skyscraper, like a real <laughs> skyscraper. That's crazy. A, like a real one. Like a big motherfucker, like 70 stories, like massive, whatever. Like probably one of the biggest buildings in South Africa, 50 stories. And it was crazy too because the center of it had this huge atrium. It was nuts. Anyway, anyways, he's an insurance megastar. And he, he's, I think he probably is like the second or third largest insurance company in Africa on the entire continent. And we went over there, a bunch of us from CrossFit went over there and met with him. And what he had done was he had scraped our open records of all the people. Have you heard the story, Susa? No. He'd scraped all the all the um, names of all the people in our open. I think that's what it's called. IT people call it scraping. And he ran it against all the people that they insure, and he found like 12,000 people that they insure who also did the open. Hmm. Health insurance. And then he looked at the cost of insuring those people versus the rest 
of his clientele. And just like you might have thought, they had significantly less Mm -hmm. (laughs) health costs. Every single um, aspect of their health costs was down except for orthopedic calamity. That was the only one that was up. That meaning like broken bones, fucking torn labia. Uh, Mm. (laughs) It's not a labia. What's the thing in your fucking shoulder? Uh, I, I got whatever know. the thing is in your, you know what I mean. We we hurt each other in CrossFit. You get a, you get that plantar fasciitis. You fucking, you know, you get that fucked up elbow that Hiller has. Whatever the shit happens, CrossFitters. But it was so much less the cost of taking CrossFitters, t- uh, taking care of CrossFitters than the general public that yeah. we were in. We were in process of figuring out. I mean, it's so obvious. And here's the thing for those of you who who want to talk about science one of the only true sciences like really true and by and, and none of them are true but the closest thing you can get to truth science is um what actuaries do actuaries are the guys who figure out what to invest in and what to bet on in order to make money so insurance companies are like that's their whole shtick how much should we charge for a black kid who's 37 years old who wants life insurance versus a guy who lives in the Palestinian territories who's 27 years old. All they're doing is fucking judging and breaking down and finding fucking the algorithm for fucking health and money and safety and all that. And, 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 and all the truth lies with them because at the end of the day, they chase the dollar and they have to make money. There's no other metric that matters. Right. And so labrum. Thank you, Jeff. The first first positive thing you've contributed to the show. <laughs> Jeff thought I wanted to take away the First Amendment. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Jeff thinks he's lost his virginity. Um, uh, and this guy, and, and they knew that CrossFitters were a fucking gold mine for fucking if you could get them into some sort of insurance program. So mm-hmm. let's say if the average person in the world spent two hundred dollars a month on insurance, CrossFitters only spent two dollars a month, but you still charge them a hundred, and yep. now you, and now you're making a fucking huge chunk of money. So everyone saves money, and and it's known, it's known, it's definitely known. What they what this what a lot of insurance companies have around the world, by the way. I don't know if we have this stuff in the United States, but and I think we have some of it in the United coming to the United States. There's apps that you can turn on when you drive. And it tracks how you drive and the speed limit you go and that adjusts your rate. But there's also apps like in Africa and in other places that this insurance company did where they track if you went, if you go into a gym. So when you go into a gym, like you, you wave your phone in front of something there and you get a gym credit. I mean, and you could turn around and walk out, but basically they lower your insurance based on that too. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting shit. Well, like you said, they're not dealing in uh, anything else but the facts and the statistics on the situation that are going to make money. So you don't get lost in all these conflating emotional issues. You're just looking at the numbers and giving you the best predictive value so you can place your bet. That's it. Yes. That's, the only, yes. that's the only thing that matters. Everything else doesn't matter. <clears throat> Man, I, I I swear to God I erase things on my notes. I don't know why they stay on there. <laughs> I don't know why they stay on here. Press drawing, I already did that. White House logic, I already did that. I already did the Australian guy. Why is that stuff still on here? I'm erasing it. Like right now, a Saudi ambassador dies, I erased that. Huh. Black Lives Matter, cut your breasts off. We did that already. Yep. Oh, that one was scary. We did fat, ugly chicks at abortion rallies. We did that. Oh, <laughs> 312, no rep. What's that? And that? Uh... 
I'll make it appear. When we have Nunley on and he and he hits the vape pen, it breaks my heart. I feel so oh, this oh, is crazy. Yeah. I think we have shown this. This is worth showing again. This is the I I would I would argue this is the craziest thing I've ever seen at a I'm assuming this is a CrossFit some sort of CrossFit event. Right. Does it need audio? I can't remember. No, I don't think so. This is fucking nuts, dude. <laughs> oh my goodness. She is she's bold. She's bold. Hey dude. <laughs> that that could have easily have killed her. Oh yeah, especially if it chopped her in the head and, and then it took her like it fell on her as against the gate at the same time. That could easily she died a few days ago. What? <laughs> Oh, the Queen of England. Uh, that that could have easily killed her. Craziest thing. I, look at this. Look at this person here with their hands like, oh, yeah, my gosh. It's like yeah, looking away. Hey, that's the kind of thing. Like, if there wasn't video of it and someone told you, you would you would struggle to believe, right? It. You would be like, how? But how? How did he drop the bar over her but not hit her? Where was there room for her to go? <laughs> I mean, she, was she lubed up? Was she covered in Astroglide? I mean, how did that get past her? <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, Jeff said he would call in, but he doesn't want to use up cell phone minutes. What is this? The fucking early two thousands <laughs> cell phone minutes. Please don't call in. <laughs> He's got a burner phone from Seven Eleven. It's only got a hundred minutes on it. <laughs> One day Bruce Wayne's gonna be drunk on the show and fucking just wax you. It doesn't matter. You're gonna get just. I have to build it. You have to build a burner account to get back. <laughs> uh, okay. So is that, that one was called no rep, no rep. Okay. Please I call. erased it and it's back and it just popped back up. Where are you erasing it from? Just right in my, in my email. Like I have a draft email. Open. Okay. Okay. Interesting. How about, um, how about, th uh, three ten? vape is so addictive. This is why I get so sad when I see Nunley, um, mm. hitting the vape. Cause I don't think if you got, if you know anyone who vapes, like it's a problem. Like you're looking at a bona fide drug addict. It's like looking at someone who's like morbidly obese. It's like, oh shit, you know this person is. Look at this fucking shit here. This, like, like I know how this girl dies. And the whole world knows too. I know how she dies. Look at, she takes a hit off her drink, hit off her vape. To go like I, I know I get it. I seen a drug addict. I know I know that's full drug addict shit. Doja doing dojo things. Doja doja do, do. Dude, so you're muted. So hard to quit that shit. She chucked that thing down. Yeah, I so know how she dies. Hey, she has forty of those around her house. When you, when you when you roll like that, it's so fucking hard to quit that thing. I fuck with that thing for a few minutes. That thing is fucking crazy. I never never liked the vape things. I never really tried them or got into it. I don't think that was uh, J Lo. I think it was Doja. <laughs> J Lo. I don't know who Doja is. Uh, uh, three eleven. Uh, Mr. Jack. Biden and COVID. Oh, this one's just classic. 
I want to say, uh, how do you guys have any friends who um, were who were so convinced that the vaccine would work? And do you ever like show them clips like this where it's like Biden saying the vaccine would work, just take it, and like now we know it doesn't work, and like now like some of us even, like we even know it kills people. I mean, it's just here we go. Biden spreading misinformation about COVID and vaccines. It's this is nuts. And the You're truth okay. is, most of us wouldn't have even cared, except I'm fucking shadow banned. I remember when I would tell people I was shadow banned and they thought I was a crazy conspiracy theorist. And even still today, some of you will fucking text me and be like, oh, shit, shadow or DM me. Shadow banned is real. I get one of those a week. Like, hey, something weird's going on on Instagram. They, I can't tag you. You dumb fuck. This has been going on forever. They kicked the president of the United States off of Twitter. Nuts. Look at this. Oh, shit. Wow. Is that really true? Look her up. Didn't I just tell you I know how this ends? Dude, I'm telling you, if you know anyone who's fucking with those, you sh it should break your heart. I know how it ends for all of you. It's not good. Doge. Okay, let's do this Biden thing, and then we'll come back to it. Matthew, thank you. That's great. I don't know what your um, profile picture is either, but, but it's kind of cool. It's like lightning striking a pregnant woman. I don't know what the fuck what? that is. Are those mountains? I don't know what that is. I want to come back to that. Matthew Carbajal. That's a beautiful name too, Carbajal. Hey, okay. You're not gonna you're not gonna get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Yeah. They're, you're okay. You're not gonna you're not gonna get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Yeah. They're, you're okay. You're not gonna you're not gonna get COVID if you have these hey. vaccinations. If someone 82 years old is talking to you about shit like that, that that's not 82 year olds have a fucking huge value to society of why shit they can tell you a vaccine talk is not one of them. Probably. Mm, yeah. You just have to weigh the fact that w w look at the genre they came from. They came from where all faith in the medical establishment. Those are the people that think that there's actual truth. We've already established that, right? You guys know that there is no such thing as truth. That, the, that you can't know anything. All we do is try to believe things that have the greatest predictive value, but we don't know anything. You know, everyone knows that, right? There, like, there's no such thing as a, a gravity. It's just an idea that we use to, to get predictive value on how objects move around in our uh, ecosystem. Like, everyone knows that. Like, please, we know that red doesn't actually <laughs> mean stop. We just to kind of agree on it so we don't get in car accidents. But we know that psychiatrics. We have no idea how psychiatric drugs work. We're just like testing our, them out on kids like everyone, everyone knows that right fucking we live with nincompoops <laughs> okay uh but so so look up that chick doja that's in dude you have that thing is so scary those vape pens yep. they are the funnest thing they're more dangerous than they're more fun than porn they are they are just whoops yep. yeah. vape pens are better than Cirque du Soleil I mean, they are so cool, but they dish, they will ruin your life. They they come at the cost of of your life. <laughs> I mean, it's like here's a vape pen. You're dead. Hey, shouldn't the uh, did you want to read that by the way? Uh, Doja Cat has canceled much of her anticipated summer tour to tackle health issues in her throat. I was hoping to see a picture. Uh, can can you put Doja vape? Yeah, hold on. hold on. You can just see the way she hits it and throws it down and run. Like, she can't do anything. Like, that's a chick who has sex and vapes at the same time. 
Oh, she's uh, 70 days free from vape. Wow. Wow. Good honor. There's not any Doja. Good job. There's not any photos, just like her hitting a vape pen. If, if you do not have kids, you have no excuse to only be driving forward with plan A. Fuck plan B. No plan B. If you have kids, I have to. You have to pay me five hundred dollars, and I have to, an hour, and I can talk to you about possibly a plan B. If you don't have kids, you cannot have a plan B. And what does that look like? You are going to be the best horse jockey who ever lived on planet Earth. You have no plan B. You're completely committed to it. But it doesn't mean. But what it doesn't mean is at the end of the day. You devise a new saddle for horses that becomes replaces all previous saddles in the history of man. And you never achieve your goal to be the best horse jockey who ever lived. But since you but you do inv- invent the greatest saddle ever. You have to be malleable and still have no plan B. You just you you have to be smart. You have you have to you have to be intuitive. When my son today, sorry Avi, I hate to pick on you. When my son today yesterday said he 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 was about to win the gold medal and he didn't go out and do his third match, and he said it was because he was tired. That he he had a plan B. <laughs> yeah, to not do the match. <laughs> he had a plan B. Because If 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 his if his no plan B was to go and no matter what win the gold and he didn't win the gold and he gave it his all he still did no he still had no plan B and there was some still some other fruit he got but he used some word that's not even a real word I'm tired who made that an excuse to not do something why would being tired be an excuse not to do something who made that up how retarded are you that you think that that's an excuse not to do something now. You're fucking working a sewing machine that's the most industrial sewing machine in the world, and it could easily fucking take off your finger, and you're tired. That that's when that's when you say, "Hey, I don't have the mental because I've been working on this machine for twelve hours. I don't have the mental capacity to keep using it. Uh, uh, I'm I'm exhausted on on enough levels that this machine has become dangerous." Then you do, and tired's just a, a, a something f- to sort of encapsulate that. But to use I'm tired just as this blanket excuse not to do something. When when you're doing a workout and you're not using dangerous weights and you're exhausted and you want to tap. And you don't tap and you make it to the end. 100% of the time you're happy you did that. 100% of the time. So the workout is... uh, Cindy, and you tell yourself, no matter what, you're going to do 20 rounds, even if you go over the 20 minute mark and you get to 18 and you're at 27 minutes and you want to quit. You just don't. You just don't. Even if you have to go to the kitchen, get like a bitch and get a glass of water. You just don't. You go back in the garage and you finish that shit. And every time you're happy, that's no plan B. That's no plan B. You can quit. I thought, Sevon, I thought you said you can't quit vaping. I think you, uh, let me tell you something. What you can't quit, you can't, can't quit the thought of vaping. That bitch wants to vape. 
That bitch, 70 days in. She's going to be 7,000 days in, and she's going to still have the thought she wants to vape. Still going to want to. It's funny that that guy met. You're here because you're upset you have a small dick. (laughs) And you're taking it out on the rest of us. That'll be $300 for that advice. No, I don't do anything for less than 500. That's 500. When Tony Andrews put the thing about like no plan B, he was like, is it anti-abortion? Every time I wear that shirt, one person asks me that. Wow. Wow. I, yeah. I purposely like, is that wear it now. Abortion? Yeah. <laughs> no. What does that thing look like? What is that? We only have three minutes left. Sorry. What does that no plan B packaging look like? What is, um, Josh Bridges was recently on a podcast and I watched the first, 45 seconds of it and he used the no plan b like the host did he was like you do whatever whatever that sounds like that's like no plan b and then josh goes yeah (laughs) and it was funny because i was like i wonder if in that moment he was thinking like fucking sell on i'll send it to you you just have to watch the first 45 seconds um what podcast was it can we play that real quick Oh shoot! Yeah, let me. I'm gonna have to check that history because it was it was randomly populated on. My what were you about to look up though? Uh, the No Plan B pill. Oh yeah, No Plan. Want me to look that up while you look the for the packaging. podcast? Yeah, sure. Because everything on when I searched No Plan B came up with like the same uh, type of stuff you're discussing. I'm just gonna put Plan B abortion pill. Let's see the packaging of this thing because I always hear funny shit That'd about definitely it. Definitely do it. Images. Oh shit, dude! This thing is like sh- this thing is like razors. It's all fucking locked up at the. Uh... Mm-hmm. It looks like it's all locked up at the store. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, everything's locked up now. But yeah, that would that's been behind the counter for sure. So th- it's just this one little pill in the middle. Like, it's not as much packaging as I thought. I mean, it's a lot, but. So you just. Uh, what's the definition of contraception? Is that is that really contraception? Con. Uh, um, oh, he was on um, uh, Shaw Strength podcast, which is that the super strong guy. Uh, so, p- Plan B is not contraception because contraception is it prevents pregnancy. Well, I, can you prevent pregnancy even when you're already pregnant? A woman can, can can get pregnant if a man's sperm reaches one of her eggs, okay? Contraception tries to stop this happening. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. So contraception is something you use to stop the sperm from getting to the egg. That's what I thought. And so plan B, that – I think that's for after the sperm gets to the egg. So it's a misnomer to call it contraception, right? Yeah, I don't know if it would qualify, right? It, I mean, it term doesn't it immediately terminate the chances of the pregnancy when you take the Plan B pill? I don't think Plan B does anything to the. I think it only does things to an egg that's already been fertilized. How does Plan B work? <laughs> it was Brian uh, Shaw whose podcast he was on. Oh, really? Brian Shaw has a podcast. Yeah, yeah. He must have just started because I know he has a lot of YouTube subscribers, but the podcast has twenty thousand. But I think that's, he the, has, that's like, the strongest man in the world, right? Yeah. Oh, plan B acts primarily by stopping the release of an egg from the ovary. It may prevent the union of sperm and egg. If fertilization does occur, wait, how could it prevent the union? Oh, oh, 
Oh, sorry. If fertilization does occur, plan B may prevent a fertilized egg from attaching to the womb. Okay, so it's both. Mm. It's contraception and and an abortion pill. It, term- it can terminate a pregnancy. All right, fine. Learn yeah. new shit every day. Okay. Well, there we go. Let sli- I'll let it slide. Uh, w- William Smith. Bill Smith says, Billy, hi. A plan B stops the ova, the egg, from adhering to the uterine wall. That's where we all grow up, guys, inside the uterine. The uterus. <laughs> okay. Uh, what was the other thing we we're going to look up before I take Avi to tennis? It was the Josh Bridges that put that podcast. Oh, we yeah. already. Oh, so so that guy Brian Shaw's a no plan B guy. Let me see Brian Shaw. No, he just like referenced it. I wish I had it. I only like I said, only listened to a couple minutes. You fucking knucklehead will never succeed at a podcast, Mister Shaw. Do you know why? It's too hard. It's too hard. Just lift heavy shit up. You know what else is weird too, and this has happened like because of like this show is if the podcast doesn't that I'm listening to doesn't start out like comfortable right away, I feel like uncomfortable listening to it. You know, as like they're trying to <clears throat> like I'm watching it right now, and you can tell like Josh is trying to get get comfortable, and like Brian's kind of doing this like lead in with it and stuff, but it feels very like awkward. Yeah, you have to wait like 15 minutes till they. Yeah, and then I can't. I feel like, like that every time I watch Rogan too. It's like a 15 minute entry period. I'm like, dude. It's like second, yeah, secondhand embarrassment or secondhand like <laughs> awkward feeling. Thanks for having me on here. I'm like so stoked to be on here. I'm reading like the, the chat it up. Okay, so tonight we have Jacob Rodriguez on at six o'clock. He is the um, Nikki Rodriguez's brother. He went undefeated in his uh, West Coast ADCC. Um, 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 qualifications. Basically, he's going to compete on September 16th to be the greatest jiu-jitsu fighter of all time in his weight class, but probably in the overall too. And he's Nicky Rod's little brother. And what he did to get to the Abu Dhabi Combat Club Championships is fucking nuts. He went seven for seven in tap outs. Um, and I think he's only been doing jiu-jitsu for like maybe two years, one year. And then uh, after that show... Uh, we will take a small break, 15 minute break, and we will come back later on in the evening with a uh, Brian B friendly, B friendly, Brian friend. And, uh, we'll be doing, um, he'll be doing, I'll just be hanging out. He'll be doing a review of whatever the fuck CrossFitters are doing in Madrid right now. So that's what we got for tonight. All right, guys. Uh, Susa, thanks for coming on. Uh, yep. the guest that stiffed us, um, I don't hate you, but may the, <laughs> Fleas of a thousand camels infest your armpits. (laughs) Thank you.